Hello listeners and welcome to the Board Game Review Room. I am hosting today, Michael Chamberlain, and with me I have... Cesare Patterson in the flesh. Not a father, Max Murray. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I think yeah. I heard the entire world sigh there. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> today we are doing what we do. We are taking a game we have never played before and putting it through the ringer, saying what we feel about it, and uh, generally having as much fun as we can, either with the game or disparaging it afterwards, if you're Max. Hey, I was going to say that's my last trip down to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, th- these cards have the words Minion written on it. I'm happy. Indeed. Today we are looking at Paul Peterson's Smash Up, one which is going to already be in my good books because my kids got it for me, so it's hard not to be happy there. And I'm just so delighted that this game concept ever came into being. We've got, what, eight decks of cards, which are the various factions. Um, Do you want to take us through them, Chaz? Uh, Yeah, I mean, from the box art, this game immediately looked fantastic. I mean, you got dinosaurs, pirates, aliens, gnomes. What's not to love? Um, So, yeah, this first deck here, gnomes. Um, then what else have we got here? Minions. Uh, oh, okay. We've got aliens, dinosaurs, ninjas, pirates, robots, tricksters, wizards, and zombies. There's love for everyone you could here. Yeah. So, um, I I know nothing about this game. I'm not gonna lie. Michael sent me a picture with a proud smile. And that was the first I'd even heard of it. But the general impression I got, though, is that you get to mix decks together. So you yeah. can have, like, pirates and ninjas notoriously work together, obviously. Uh, so, Or you could have robots and dinosaurs. You know, you can mix two decks together to form a deck, which is quite a nice idea when they're themed the way they are. Who, who doesn't want to play zombie dinosaurs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ninja robots. Yeah, alien gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) We're literally going to be taking two of these decks and smashing them up. They're going to go into one deck. That's going to be our play deck for the game. There are going to be a number of locations we're going to aim to score points off of. And we'll be playing either minions or actions to those areas. Minions are a variety of things from war raptors to gnomes, ninja acolytes, a zap bot, a first mate... All variety of stuff. I'm fairly certain I saw a busty wench going through the pirate deck. <laughs> I am looking now. <laughs> yeah, a saucy wench. Ah, saucy wench. She does happen to be busty. <laughs> Looks like Michael took his uh, his wedding from the art. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. I'll work with it. Yeah, you've got a buccaneer, pirate king, Shanghai, a dinghy, <laughs> broadside. Uh, oh, who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Uh, powder keg, sea dogs, full sail. All all the cards have uh, different art for the the type of card they are. So obviously with the first mates they are all the same, but um, otherwise there's quite a lot of variety in them, and it's really nice. Yeah, the art's really high quality, considering there's so much of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different themes going on. Um, it looks fantastic. So. So on our turn, we're going to be playing minions to the different areas that we're trying to attack. And they've got a strength on them. And when there's an amount of minions at a location that is equal to exceeds that strength, we're going to work out who gets what points. 
and there's points for first, second and third place when it goes down, and they've also got an ability. Some of those are constant, some of those are when it's scored, and different things like that. And each deck, has, of course, has its themed minions as well. So we'll be going from there, and the actions let you manipulate the locations, let you move things, destroy things, buff things, and each deck has its own subtle theme as well to it. So, the zombies. I'm guessing it will be an endless horde mechanic. We will hope to see there. Ninjas, I'd like to think that you'll be able to move them from location to location, as it were. All kinds of shenanigans. Dinosaurs have laser raptops, which are triceratops with laser cannons attached to them. <laughs> Best thing ever. <laughs> I want one as a it, pet. Because <laughs> every dinosaur deserves a warm meal. Yeah. All of it stores beautifully in the box as well. Yeah, and nice. I immediately noticed that when you opened up the box that there are plenty of spaces for the expansions. Um probably twice the amount of space for extra cards I did have to interrupt um, the insert is the best insert I've ever seen for any game ever On for one reason not what it does but simply because it looks like a ribcage <laughs> it's, it's got it, so it's split into two sides where you would store the cards so in between all the gaps it just looks like the ribs sticking out it's amazing absolutely brilliant I love it if anyone happens to have a spare ribcage for Max to store his cards in moving forward, I think he'd be interested. Please, get in contact with GMS Magazine. I will happily take it off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing that immediately leaps to mind is the amount of shuffling these are going to go through. If we like this, and I'm really hoping to, I can see me sleeving it very quickly, just so as when expansions get added to it, it's not possible to tell the difference between the new and the older cards from the shuffling. Yeah, they're a nice quality card, but as you said, with shuffling any any type of deck that you need to shuffle a lot, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be preferable to sleeve them, especially as they're not unusual size cards, so to get sleeves for these would be absolutely fine. Yeah, and there there is gonna be a lot of mashing up just from the beginning, so uh yeah, definitely needs protecting. Especially with the artwork and the theme of this game, I've got a good feeling that we're gonna enjoy this, so I've possibly seen this quite a bit. Indeed. Are but should we uh, I, I just can't wait to mash together people that shouldn't be together. Uh that made me sound a bit like <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, you requested a whip cage. <laughs> alive Alive to our zombie dinosaur overlords <laughs> yeah so we had zombie dinosaurs robot pirates and trickster aliens yeah alien gnomes <laughs> alien gnomes yeah that was great I really enjoyed that what did you guys think uh, yeah that was good fun I love well I mean both, both decks I had were great but I love zombies <laughs> just they just literally keep coming I think there is a card actually called that yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, they keep coming. Um, 
they they just constantly die and you can bounce them back to your hand replay and they're not as strong physically but it's just the fact that they never go away they keep coming back I think the dinosaurs were a good match for them there isn't you could bounce back the dinosaurs which were invariably huge yeah yeah they had big power and destroying but they didn't do a lot else so it was a good balance this is definitely a take that style game and I don't mind it in this I mean, trying to blend your own mechanics and the amount of laughs in it as well this is a take that game I don't hate I'm quite surprised and very happy and um it's weird because it reminds me of a game in which it is nothing like at all but King of Tokyo it feels a bit like that in that it's it's kind of light but you sort of take digs at each other yeah. in that sort of format very very odd but highly enjoyable I think you can have a lot of things going on per base not only the bases conditions for winning that particular base but each card can have effects and an action on that base or two actions actions on uh, the minions that might be attached to that base but because everything's so clearly written easy to understand I don't think there were any complications in what exactly does that mean it seems like they've worded everything in a, in a straightforward manner to, to easily understand yeah the, this is this is one of the games in which we, we started playing and it was just almost like we'd played it before it was that easy to get into um, excellent really don't have any other words for it than that I enjoyed it a lot hearing what you two have said back to back puts together the two of them in my mind personally in that you compared it to King of Tokyo and Jezreus talked about card layout and then I've looked back to the card and the cards themselves they are very much that same layout as the King of Tokyo upgrade power cards it, it's that friendly sort of layout where you go here is some amazing art and here's the information you need uh, considering it is just playing cards to the table ultimately this could have been flavourless so easily and yet the mechanics that each of the factions has fit so well with it they've made a real effort you know the zombies come back from the dead the robots are constantly buffing each other up the pirates just turn up and go we're gonna blow stuff up and move around by sea the aliens they're just everywhere doing weird stuff i kept abusing the ability to keep picking up a card i'd play so i'd score a point pick it up score a point pick it up I was abducting my own alien to score points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the locations, the abilities that go with them make sense. Yeah. The flavour is such a champion in this one. I'm immediately really looking forward to the expansions and seeing what they bring out to add to this. We actually did bring in some of one of the expansions, and it's the thing we can immediately fault. And that's in the base game, the points you're getting for these locations, like 3, 2... The aliens are getting one point for some of the stuff. And there is no way to track that in the box. Absolutely nothing. I mean, granted, paper and pencil, handful of dice, whatever will do the job. We were lucky that we've got the Cthulhu expansion on the side. We've not tried it yet. But it does come with cardboard chits to help you track that. I'm glad we had them on hand. It's also kind of disappointing that it wasn't in the base game. And really surprising actually because you just don't get many games nowadays that that come without the score tracker of some sort whether it be a board dice chips 
in Seven Wonders' case, a pen and pad actually come with it. But, you know, it's just really, really surprising that a game of this quality in both art, production, and mechanics doesn't come with such a simple thing. I like how in the very first expansion after this game, it does come with that, though. So they, we weren't the only ones who obviously noticed that, I guess, through playtesting. Uh, Fairly so. certain the Cthulhu expansion's the second one. I don't know if the first oh, really? expansion comes with the chits. It's just my kids know what their dad's into. <laughs> Tentacles. They do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that that is literally the only thing about it, though. I can really knock. Um, this this is a sort of game. I think my, my girlfriend, as I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, she's not really a, a heavy gamer. She plays with us with some of the lighter games. You know, the easy ones, Ticket to Ride, things like that. Um, but. I think she could really get into this actually. A couple of a couple of plays and I think she'd really like it. Partially because of the theme, you know, there's quite a lot of humour with it as well, but also because um you can do a lot of things but it's not complicated. No. It you always feel you've got relevant choices to make as well, which is always nice. And I could probably teach this to my seven year old now even. And you know, she wouldn't get a lot of the plays perhaps that you could make with the synergies in the decks. But she can have a good time with it, which is once again that King of Tokyo family level for it. There's enough that you can play and have fun, but if you want to dig a bit deeper, then yeah, there are some interesting numbers behind it that you can try and exploit and play with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to see what some of the other decks do when they work together, because I think we all pick decks that sort of works quite well, actually, so it would be good to see uh, some of the variety, like how would the dinosaurs work with aliens abducting them? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they've been balanced perfectly, or perhaps there are certain combinations that do work really well. I've got a feeling that there might be that. Um, yeah, yeah, and yet that leaves me with that feeling that I enjoy so much about Seven Wonders. That whole, I've tried that. Now I want to try this. And why don't I try that? And how about this card combination? And what does that do? That kind of near limitless phase space to explore I like that with the uh, expansion where did that come with new bases as well themed on yes yes it comes with new bases four new decks and some madness cards is the Cthulhu expansion Uh, I'm looking forward to giving that a try at some point but even if you just had the base game this is a riot just have some way to track the points on hand I mean, with three of us, we only used, obviously, six decks of the original base eight, so we didn't try the ninjas or the wizards. Ninja wizards! So, um, you know, there's loads of combinations to try before we even bring the expansion in, so it's got lots of replayability with it as well. Yeah. Um, All in all, I think this was an excellent purchase by your kids, Michael. Yeah. You should be proud. I'm constantly proud of them. I'm just pleased with them as well now. <laughs> three, uh, three gamers approve of this game and your children. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael, and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kevin. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, we are at GMS Magazine, and we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'll be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating, it is truly appreciated. 
for more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But until next time, let the games continue. If anyone happens to have a spare ribcage for Max to store his cards in moving forward, I think he'd be interested. Please get in contact with GMS Magazine. I will happily take it off your hands. <laughs> <laughs>